Welcome, everyone, to another episode of B-Side Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss blockchain business and, of course, Bitcoin. My name is Jacob, and I'm your host. And today with me is an incredible guest, Eduardo Carvalho. Eduardo, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much, Jacob. It was my my pleasure. Sure. So just to give you a little bit of, um, of background about Eduardo, first of all, he's an amazing person and a serial entrepreneur in various industries. He's got an engineering background and huge experience in building companies. For example, he started the first and biggest online printing company in Brazil. Uh, Also then he moved to the luxury segment in the real estate. And now he's building in the blockchain space, Dynasty Global. Dynasty Global, that's actually a project that connects both his passions for technology and for the real estate. So maybe let's give it a start with a short question. So what Dynasty Global is all about? Great. Well, well, making the explaining very, very shortly, uh, Dynasty Global is a Swiss company and we focus, we issue a, a token that is, has a reference in real estate market. So I come from real estate. I have like 20 years of experience in real estate. And in 2016, I saw that was a problem in terms of liquidity of the properties. And uh, looking at the blockchain technology, I say, hey, we have an opportunity here. If we issue a token and we can buy properties and we use this properties to generate revenue and maintain the ecosystem of the token, this can be a, a great idea. So that's how everything started. And we went to, to start a company in Switzerland. Great. So, so, so can you explain also a bit of a bit of your previous history and previous experience, professional experiences that actually helped you with starting this kind of project? What was what was the biggest um, advantage? Yeah, I, I think uh, the the whole experience since the college and university it's uh, it's somehow related because engineering makes you know how to plan things, how to to analyze risk to put a product in the market. This is really important. And after this, I passed through medical medical devices planning before the before the uh, development, before the, the photo printing service, and then real estate there that I'm almost 20 years there. So uh, real estate knowing a lot of about the how to buy properties, sell mm-hmm. sell properties, how it works, different jurisdictions of real estate, because uh, international each jurisdiction you have a different rule about how yeah. to buy, how to maintain properties, the tax. So I think this this was really, really important to to start in a way that it could that, that the project is feasible. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's really important once you start a project that you know where you want to get. And this is really important. So the, the background experience is, is I think it's one of the key to who start a good project. And and also you mentioned you mentioned Switzerland. Um this is where you live right now, but do you see any correlations between jurisdictions and maybe the legal framework? We, we've discussed it briefly before this talk, but the, today, especially if you're starting a business in the blockchain space, it's extremely important to have a lot of understanding and knowledge about the legal framework that you're going to operate in. So maybe you could share some of your experiences in those terms as well. Yeah, yes. Just remembering that we started the planning in 2016. We started the project in 2017. It and takes I, time. Yes, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. And we had to, we had to analyze many jurisdictions. And when I saw Switzerland, they, they didn't have the, the regulation in place yet. 
But I contacted the, the regulator. We send the, I send a message through their, through their channel. And then they, they answer us that they were working on the regulation. Mm-hmm. So they were preparing the regulation. It would take a couple of months, but uh, it would be interesting for us to set up a company there. Because I, in my perception was the, the best jurisdiction that time that, uh, focusing in, in, uh, in blockchain. That's why we established the company in Zook. Mm-hmm. Well, well known as a crypto valley. So yeah. it, even if you started there, uh, and they are very or innovative and oriented to, to the development of new projects. So that's why we, we chose Switzerland. And after we have uh, other jurisdictions developing their own regulations to onboard all the other companies. Sure. And speaking of jurisdictions, we now meet for the second time in Dubai. I think this is going to be a place uh, where you come back quite often for a couple of reasons, but would you mind just sharing also your perspective on how Dubai positions itself against Switzerland and all the other places? I believe that we can all agree that, that this is the place that really wants to attract the Web3 companies and the innovation in this space to its core. But I'm really interested in, in hearing your position and, and how projects like yours could thrive here. Yes. Uh, well, Switzerland, of course, is a pioneer. I've been here. <clears throat> Since 2017, my first time here in Dubai mm-hmm. to study the region about blockchain. And this time I see that the, the, the environment is, has developed much more. You have now the regulator, the VARA, that is looking at that, that blockchain projects. And you see that there will be a lot of opportunities here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of companies coming here. And uh, Dubai for sure is a place of innovation. Mm-hmm. It's a place that supports innovation. And they, they, uh, they are always willing to, to deliver more, to, to, uh, to take a risk of new projects. Yeah. So, so they see they want to build the, the highest building. They, they go there and they build. They want now they are building the biggest airport in the world, the new Almatun airport. So it's, it's huge. It will be the, the largest airport in the world with the largest maintenance center in the world. So they have a very interesting vision of development. So for me, Dubai is a place to be when you talk about Web3, when you talk about blockchain, when you talk about innovation. And, and here is, is a country that embraces and receives people from all over the world. So I see yeah. all nationalities here. All of them are welcome if they are doing like a, a good work and good job. And so, so it's a very important uh, job that uh, we interacting with the community here, we, we, we are doing because we know who are in the field for, yeah. for a long time. So I see many people here since uh, 2016, 17, 18. So, so maybe do you, do you see any challenges like on a cultural level or maybe on, on the business level? Because I agree with a lot of what you said that uh, Dubai is, uh, is a forward thinking as risk taker. And at the same time, they want to do it smart way, right? So setting up a red, regulated different entity for, for regulating all those matters, et cetera. But are there any drawbacks? Are there any problems that you yourself have been facing or have you observed? Yeah, it's, it's challenging. Uh, everything in blockchain is challenging. The market is challenging. The technology is challenging to prove all the concept is challenging and the jurisdiction are challenging. So it's one more challenge that we are going to face. Yeah. Because once, once you, you, you put together different cultures, different nationalities, sometimes you don't, you don't, you don't get what you expect in terms yeah. of, of uh, timing, of uh, understanding. 
maybe some uh, language barriers that you you understand one thing, the other person wants to say another thing. So so you you need to you need to to come here within like three p.m. could happen could be four p.m. or five p.m. Can can be <laughs> yes. We need we need to understand this, or it can be tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. No no problem. But but it happens. So I think the when everyone is, is together, thinking to develop things and to build the future, I think it is. This is this is one thing that we we can. Uh, it's a challenge. Okay to to to, to take to, to, to take, take yeah, on. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so my question for you would be, uh, to, to a person who's running a business in this space, what are the three steps or, uh, and piece of advice, first three steps to actually start building something in, uh, in blockchain based ecosystem? Yeah. How would you start it? Well, the first, the first step is to really think in your product about your product in the market. Mm-hmm. So. So not just the concept, but how you're going to, to have the product on the market and consumers buying why they're going to buy. So you, you have to be this very clear in your mind. So in your, terms of the product market feed, you mean it yeah. start with the product market feed and pecking if there is a huge, is, is there a, a real demand for that? Yes, exactly. Yes. You, you need to understand what, you know, everyone say that what problem is solving, but you need at least to have a, a very clear in your mind, because usually when you start a company, it's you spend a lot of time thinking on the business model, and there are things that only you is is capable to see. And sometimes you need to check with others if they validate your ideas, yeah. but they they don't have your background. They they didn't pass through your experience. Maybe they don't. They can't validate your idea. So you need to be very secure what you think. So once you are. Then you are ready to, to face all the challenges that will come after. Sure. This is one point. The second point, uh, jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Check the jurisdiction that you start the project. Once it's viable, nice. And then find a, a welcoming jurisdiction and be prepared for a lot of changing <laughs> and extra, a lot of dynamic. extra costs that you can even imagine that exists. So you need to have a very, flexible budget and of course go to the low cost but you need to have a reserve otherwise you will stop in the yeah. middle, in the middle of the way yeah and the third but not less important is less important is the partners that you choose to go with you mm-hmm. so they have to have the same understanding of the project so they have to know exactly where the project is going to be and they need to complement you yeah. Uh, with other characteristics. So if you are focused in development in the future, so you have to have a financial guide. You have to have like a guy that looks at regulation. So you, you need to be surrounded, surrounded. Way. Yes. You need to be the most complete as you can with partners mm-hmm. because in the beginning, you cannot afford to pay for the best specialist. So if they need to be part, it's good that if they can be part of your team. So having, mm-hmm. having part of your participation. And so, and this is, I think this is the, 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 the three fundamental main fundamentals for you to start. If you have this three, so you are good, good to start. I think you, you, you're, you're onto something, especially I can resonate with the last part. Like, um, I think in terms of the competences and, and the partners that you are engaging with, this is especially crucial that you don't all follow the same niche. You have to be different, but at the same time, follow the, the same direction. This is something extremely crucial for every project. So the last question of the show 
is regarding Bitcoin. So yeah. how do you see the future for Bitcoin? What is going to be its role in the society, in the world, in the financial space in the coming years? Yeah, for me, nothing changed since the beginning. So the fundamentals keep the same. The halving happens every four years. There is the cycle of every four years. We have the, we have the bull run, then we have the bear market. This, this, I think this is always repeating. The difference between the first cycles and this one that we are right now, that we have full connection with the financial market, right? Mm -hmm. So we have all the banks, the major banks that are already connecting or connected already with blockchain technology. They already have custody. Some of them are offering this service for, for, uh, for the customers. For example, last, last two weeks ago, we had, we had the news about uh, one of the biggest Brazilian bank mm -hmm. that uh, is offering directly Ethereum and Bitcoin through the platform. Mm -hmm. They have 23 million customers. Yeah. See, so this is one bank. So once you have many banks offering this door to crypto, the next bull run will be unbelievable. I, I, I totally agree because what I realized also is that in the previous cycles, uh, people, people didn't have like the, super fast gateways to actually invest. And imagine when Bitcoin hits another all-time high, it will be all over the news, right? Yeah. So everyone will have a, a point in time where they interact with the, with the news about Bitcoin, you know, going, going parabolic or whatever. So what they will do, they will use their regular apps that they use for, for money management, etc., and they will just click buy. That's... That's what can drive yeah. actually incredible adoption in those services. Yes. Yeah. I, I use always an example of my mother. I started very early using internet. In the beginning, it was just code. You didn't have even the, the color monitor. Yeah. It was really, really in the beginning. So she, she looked at it and said, Hey, I never, never understand this, how it works. So I don't want to, she was not interested about the internet, but her knowledge now. It's almost the same, but now she uses internet, like yeah. WhatsApp, everything. Why? Yeah. Because the, the interface is much better. It's much easier. So now with the blockchain, with the crypto connect with the banks, everyone with, with access to their home banking, with a click of a button, millions of people can buy Bitcoin. And the, in the last cycle, they were only watching the news because yeah. they, they didn't have access to exchange. They don't know how to do peer to peer transaction. They don't know how to create a wallet. So now they can, they can buy directly from their banks. So once the news, about the price goes, start going up, it will be, it will be completely different from, from the last cycles because you have institutional players already connected. You have funds, many funds yeah. that are, were established to, 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 to buy crypto and you have the, the commercial banks and the retail or, investors the retail. Are ready, ready to actually make a purchase. Everyone. So, so yeah. we are just waiting for, for this, this new cycle. I think it will be, it will be very, very different. Yeah. I I totally agree. I think this is going to be very different, very different results than we expected. And um, I can't wait for for seeing this happening. So, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Eduardo. Thank you. Um, it was a pleasure. If you guys enjoyed it, please subscribe to our channel. Give it a thumb up and see you at the next episode.